In the early 1850s, Delhi was still nominally under Mughal rule. Bahadur Shah Zafar was the master of the Red Fort, but British agent Thomas Metcalfe was the real master of the city. He had turned one of the tombs in Mehroli into a country house. This tomb was quite close to the Qutub Minar, and sometimes his daughter Emily took a basketful of oranges to the top of the 238-foot minar to indulge in a feast away from prying eyes. especially her papa's eyes for he disapproved of women eating cheese mangoes and oranges a century later delhi had changed beyond recognition in many ways but the qutub minar stood unchanged you could still climb all the way to its top in the previous episode of book exploring i talked about rani tara devi of kapurthala who jumped off the minar's top in december 1946 it wasn't the only suicide there In the 1950s the government had to limit entry to the minar's first balcony to stop the spate of suicides although even its first balcony is as high as a 10 story apartment building but today you aren't allowed to even enter the qutub minar its door is always locked why is it so the minar has been closed since the 4th of december 1981 because that day 45 visitors died inside it in a stampede It was a Friday and Fridays used to be the busiest day of the week at the minar because of free entry. There was no ticket for climbing the tower either, so schools and colleges scheduled their Qutub Minar picnics for Friday mornings. By 11 a.m. on the 4th of December 1981, busloads of students and other visitors had entered the minar's spiral staircase. Even the government later admitted there were far more visitors than could be safely accommodated. Around 11:30 that morning, there was a power failure and the lights inside the minar went out. The minar has large vents at regular intervals for air and light, so it should not have been a problem. But visitors who were close to the outer wall pressed against it for safety and blocked the daylight. In the darkness, The scared crowd tried to exit desperately and a stampede occurred. Within minutes, dozens of people lay dead and injured in the darkness. Anil Kumar, a student of Delhi's Aurobindo College at the time, was inside the minar with seven of his friends when the stampede occurred. He told the Times of India they were descending the dark stairs in single file when they suddenly found themselves sliding down uncontrollably. Kumar survived with chest injuries. Manjulal, a 2-year-old boy from Faridabad was probably the luckiest visitor. He had come to the minar with his parents Vimla Rani and JP Gulati. As chaos erupted, he was passed on from hand to hand over the heads of the people and deposited safely outside. The design of the minar's doors was partly responsible for the tragedy. These heavy steel doors opened inwards. As the crowd tried to rush outside, it got trapped behind the minar's doors. When the minar became too crowded that morning, the watchman had pulled the doors shut to stop entry. Now, the crowd pushed against these shut doors that could not swing in the outward direction. The doors jammed with the weight of the crowd behind them. In fact, when rescuers arrived, they couldn't enter through the doors because of the mass of people behind them. Luckily a scaffolding stood behind the minar to carry out repairs and local hawkers and tourist guides used it to enter the minar through the vents in the outer wall. They brought out many survivors and bodies over an hour. 
Some Sikh youths undid their turbans and used them to lift buckets of water for the shocked survivors inside. By the time police and the fire brigade arrived, the dead had been laid out in the Qutub lawns and the injured rushed to Ames and Safdarjang hospitals in the tourist buses that had brought them in the morning. At 3.30 p.m. that day, Home Minister Gyani Zail Singh informed Lok Sabha that 45 persons had been killed and 21 injured. Journalists who looked inside the Minar later that afternoon saw books, sweaters, cameras and handbags everywhere. These were piled up at the Minar gate when it was locked for the last time in the evening. The Times of India of the 5th of December said, The sides of the staircase were splattered with blood as people were ruthlessly battered against the solid walls. A team of 12 doctors formed to do the autopsies finished its work around 1.30 am next morning. It said most of the deaths were from suffocation and trampling, not bleeding, and few bodies had external injuries. So what caused the stampede? There were many reasons. Some survivors said a group of boys had misbehaved with women tourists in the dark and the stampede started when those women tried to rush downstairs. The newspapers also said two women tourists from New Zealand, Jackie and Marie, had alleged they were molested. Their clothes were torn. One of them was seen leaving the Kotub compound wearing a borrowed sarong and shirt. Other people said a tourist had slipped in the dark and toppled others while trying to regain balance. Some said there had been a scuffle when thieves tried to pick pockets in the dark, and that had led to the stampede. In the Rajya Sabha, the opposition alleged police protection and political patronage to local gundas had caused the tragedy. But molestation inside the Minar wasn't a new thing. 24 years earlier, on the 21st of November 1956, a member of parliament had told Lok Sabha that women were molested and pockets were picked in the Minar's dark and dingy passage. Overcrowding was also an old problem, especially on holidays. There had been another stampede inside the Minar on the 15th of August 1978 when a man had fainted from suffocation in the packed staircase. Twelve people were injured that day, six of them seriously. To understand what went wrong inside the Minar, you need to know what it is like inside. There are 155 steps up to the first balcony. They are about 5 feet wide at the base and narrow to 4 feet at the balcony level. That's why only 300 visitors were supposed to be inside at a time. They walked up single file, looked around from the balcony which had space for 40 to 50 persons and then descended single file. When 50 visitors exited the tower, 50 more were sent inside. Ensuring that these rules were followed was crucial for safety, but on Fridays and other holidays this was impossible. By some accounts, more than 500 people were inside the Minar on the 4th of December 1981. The Chandra Commission, set up to investigate the stampede, found that power failure was one of the major causes of the tragedy. It held Delhi Electricity Supply undertaking responsible for it. The Archaeological Survey of India was held equally responsible because of the very bad and dangerous condition of the steps. The steps had dangerous depressions and contours because they had never been repaired. The inquiry concluded that while the girls from New Zealand had rushed downstairs to escape the molesters, the real stampede had occurred when another girl had slipped near the Minar's 8th ventilator and some boys had raised a false alarm 
Qutb is falling. Go down, go down. When the minar was closed that day, nobody thought it would remain closed forever. The Chandra Commission had recommended better lighting inside the minar, paid entry, and restricting admission to 100 people at a time. By 1983, the stairs had been repaired, and the Archaeological Survey of India asked for permission to reopen the minar, but the government declined. In 2003, Culture Minister Jagmohan showed interest in reopening the minar up to the third story. But this time, the Archaeological Survey of India said the steps above the first story needed repairs. Two decades have passed, and the minar remains closed.